man, oh man, the Chiefs. Letting it be known, another big win on the road for the Kansas City Chiefs. 2-0 to start the season. Back-to-back -back road games and undefeated, getting ready for a week three home opener. Lots of Chiefs fans ecstatic about this start to the season, and there is a lot to get into with the best quarterback in the NFL, Patrick Mahomes. Going to discuss all of that and much more on this episode of the Chiefs Cell Podcast. Welcome, everyone. My name is Farzim Masuga, and your host of the Chiefs Cell Podcast. Thank you all for downloading and listening to this episode of the Chiefs Cell Podcast. Very excited to do this episode. This is going to be one hell of a podcast. This is like the Patrick Mahomes appreciation episode. That's essentially what this is going to be. And there's a lot to talk about even beyond Patrick Mahomes, and we're going to get into all of that. Uh, I mean, we're, we're going to unfold everything with this football game and, and through two games how this team is doing so far, but how can you not be excited with what you're seeing from this football team so far? You've got to be thrilled. If you guys know what my expectation was coming into this season, I thought Mahomes was going to struggle in the first four games given some of the uh, quality defenses that the team would be facing. Now, yes, Corey Legion and uh, Joey Bosa were absent in week one, and the Steelers did not have Joe Hayden, the quarterback, uh, this week. But you know what? The Chiefs are without Eric Berry. Everyone's dealing with something, something uh, uh, at some area with their team. They're missing a player. Hell, the Steelers didn't have Le'Veon Bell. That's another one there. But at the end of the day, you can never apologize for the absence of your opponents or the struggles your opponents have. Or if your opponents are dropping passes, unable to connect on certain plays. At the end of the day, going back-to-back -back on the road in the NFL and going 2-0, that is not an easy thing to do. The last time the Chiefs... Opened a season back-to-back -back on the road. That was in 2007. Playing against the Houston Texans and the Chicago Bears. Losing both of those games. They won in week three. When they had their home opener against the Vikings that year. But man, uh, you, you don't see teams doing what the Chiefs are doing right now. You don't see this. Going back-to-back -back on the road to open up the season, coming away with road wins, and putting up 80 points and 10 touchdown passes from your quarterback. Something that has never happened before in NFL history. This is a pretty exciting time to be a Chiefs fan. And I know I've said this many times in the past. It's hard for me to get too excited because of what we've seen from Kansas City in the past. And... God knows this game was a reflection of that, given how the Chiefs got that early lead, and next thing you know, Pittsburgh ties it up at halftime. So you know that this team can never be too comfortable, because we're starting to see it more and more now. But at the end of the day, a win is a win. The Chiefs, not, not the prettiest game from their side of things, but they overcame some ob obstacles in this one. And they are leaving Pittsburgh victorious, returning to KCI Airport with two wins in their pocket and getting ready to play at Arrowhead for the first time this season. Undefeated. And that I'll take. People are going to be excited, excited for that home opener next Sunday. And obviously we'll preview that later on this week on Thursday. But for right now, what you're seeing with this football team, everyone's got to love. It's not always going to be pretty. It doesn't have to be pretty. 
Look at the past 52 Super Bowl victories. The 52 Super Bowls that have been played. Do you think the winning team in each of those 52 Super Bowls, did they have a perfect game earning that Vince Lombardi trophy? No. Even their path to the Super Bowl at times wasn't pretty. Even for the undefeated Patriots, at times they had to, as a matter of fact, the game before uh, they lost to the Giants, uh, trying to complete that 19-0 mission there. Brady had a terrible game in that AFC title match against the Chargers that year. So even the most perfect teams, they'll have some bad moments on their way to a, to a championship game in a great season. It's not always going to be pretty, folks. And I'm saying this to start off the show because there is that negativity, that that uh, pessimistic spin from some Chiefs fans, even though the Chiefs are 2-0 and to start off the season. Again, I'm going to remind you, and I'll probably do it many more times throughout this episode, they are 2-0 and without a home game so far this year. Before I continue, I appreciate everyone once again for joining me for the Facebook Live video uh, obviously on Facebook, I don't know where else you'd be doing a Facebook Live video. Uh, but if you haven't joined in yet uh, through the two games so far, obviously not too late. Love to have you guys uh, be part of the discussion after the games as well as at halftime. We're going to continue to do that. I said before the season, I was kind of nervous because last year uh, <laughs> during the wins, nobody had anything to say. Now I know in these two games, uh, even a- after a win or during a win, uh, Chiefs fans have had a a, a lot to, to say on the negative side of things. But... At the end of the day, uh, the Chiefs are 2-0, and I've had a lot of fun discussing things with you guys. Uh, Again, if you haven't done so, join me on uh, the Facebook Live videos, facebook.com slash Farzine Vesugian. That's where we have all of our Facebook discussions. Again, facebook.com slash Farzine Vesugian. Join in for the conversations, whether it's during the week or for live videos. We usually do them at halftime and after the game, but I'll always... Uh, pull out of Facebook Live as a surprise. Uh, if, if there is breaking news, we've done that a little bit, not too much, uh, but we'll also do that as well. And you guys have been joining in for those, and I appreciate all of you guys that joined in on the discussion. Let's continue to do that into week three. You guys can also follow me on Twitter, at Farzine21. My email, also Farzine, at FarzineVesugian.com. If you haven't already, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and Google Play. Uh, hit the share button, you know, share the videos on Facebook, share any posts, retweet any of the posts, share the, the podcast links. That always helps the podcast out greatly, and it is much appreciated when you guys do that. Now, I do want to start off, and, and we're going to get into Patrick Mahomes. Trust me, I mean, there is a lot to get into with Mahomes in this football game, as well as the two games so far to start the season. I do want to start talking about that 21-0 lead as well as the uh, the defense in this game and the two games as well because uh, there are some concerns there are some so, some positives but they're highly overshadowed by the negatives but I think people are forgetting that the positives that I'm going to bring up about this defense so far they have very quietly and under the radar they have actually helped this team come away with with two key wins on the road and let me just say something about those two key wins. Because, number one, the, the game against the Chargers, that's a divisional game. In December, when the Chiefs are going to be fighting for that divisional spot, and when they do win the AFC West, which I'm pretty confident they'll do at this rate, we're going to look back to week one, especially if the Chiefs can lock this 
division up a little bit earlier than uh, than teams usually can can get a division win. We're going to look back at week one. We're going to say this was a big one right here. This game really helped set the tone and the Chiefs picking up a, a game to start off uh, week one. Not only was that a 1-0 start to the season, it was 1-0 start in your divisional games. If for whatever reason the Chiefs are not going to win the AFC West, well, you got another big win against the Steelers. This one, a conference win, so you know that these AFC matchups, they'll be very key when it comes to getting a wild card spot. Not even just that. Let's say the Chiefs are actually still contending for a divisional spot late in the season. If they're tied with either the Broncos, the Raiders, whoever it's going to be, the Chargers, late in the season, if you have the same divisional record, the same uh uh, head-to-head record well then at some point in the tiebreaker system uh those matchups uh within uh your uh, conference opponents your common opponents which obviously in the division you'll have a lot of common opponents those are going to come into play and that'll really help decide who gets in and who doesn't or who who could, maybe both teams get in but who wins the division and who doesn't and i know people say that the chiefs haven't been successful at home in the playoffs and i know this is way down the road but hey, look, you want to win that division. I'll still take my chances at home, at Arrowhead, than on the road. Especially this year with the excitement level right now that surrounding Chiefs fans with Patrick Mahomes. The excitement level is very high. And people might be wondering, what, what makes this 2-0 start different to some of the other great starts the Chiefs have had? Such as 2003 and 2013, the 9-0 starts. The 3-0 start plus the bye week that allowed the Chiefs to be the last team to drop a, to, to lose a game that year in 2010. And then uh, last season when the Chiefs started the season 5-0 before losing to the team that they actually beat today on the road. The Steelers, uh, a long time coming by the way, uh, last year the 5-0 start. What makes this year so different than 2010, 2003, 2013 and last year? Uh, you, think of the quarterbacks you had at the time. You had Trent Green. Uh, one year with one of those hot starts. You had Matt Castle one season. You had Alex Smith for two of those uh, great starts to the season. This year, we've got Patrick Mahomes. Now, being undefeated in two weeks, a lot of teams are still undefeated through two games. Uh, We'll see, uh, you know, in two more weeks, uh, how much more relevant that uh, undefeated talk could be. But for right now, I, I feel like this is still different because of the numbers that Patrick Mahomes is putting up and the fact that this is your quarterback, you brought this guy to the league by drafting him 10th overall, trading up 23 spots. And you start to wonder if a team like the Buffalo Bills, if they regret trading with the Chiefs. Or what about all of the pundits? And look, I'm guilty of this. A lot of fans that criticized Andy Reid for passing on Deshaun Watson, for Patrick Mo, I was begging for the Chiefs to take Deshaun Watson. Every single Chiefs fan wanted Deshaun Watson for what he did at Clemson and the numbers that he put up and how he played against Bama. And that wasn't to say Mahomes didn't do well, but I think a lot of people were being reminded of the fact that Mahomes had a lot of success because he played against a lot of Big 12 defenses. And obviously, in, in in the Big 12, I, I mean, defenses don't mean anything. Unless you're KU and you're playing Rutgers for one week. But overall, I think Andy Reid knew what he was doing when he passed Watson up and took Mahomes. And listen, I don't know what happened with the offseason, with all these interceptions that we uh, 
that the media saw and, and, and that we heard about. Where are those turnovers? Nowhere to be found in the regular season. And then look, I, I, I've said this at the time, they are very concerning and, and hopefully the Chiefs are figuring things out. Uh, but it's better to have those issues in practices and in preseason games rather than uh, having them in um, in the regular season. Mahomes did have an interception he threw last year in that Week 17 game against Denver, but that's the only turnover he has uh, been guilty of in his career so far. And look, good thing Mahomes is putting up big numbers because, like I said, defensively speaking, has not been a very good start. Now, the defense did force a fumble at one point that... Uh, I believe it was Chris Jones who picked it up, walked it in for a touchdown. Crazy fumble. It's one of those weird fumble plays where no one was able to pick it up. Eventually, someone did, and that was someone being Chris Jones, but it was wiped out due to the holding call on Orlando Scandrick. Later in the game, it was Kendall Fuller, uh, or excuse me, Steven Nelson, who got an interception but was tagged for that holding call in the end zone against Antonio Brown. And it really seemed like it was one of those things where he never really needed to even put a hand or make any contact uh, with with Brown, but still did. Uh, I mean, the Skander call, that was warranted. The the, uh, interception on Nelson, that definitely was warranted. And you can see it in those replays there. A lot of people are complaining about the penalties in this game. Let me just say this. The Chiefs get away with all... I mean, there are Chiefs players who get held, and Chiefs fans want to go off about it. The Chiefs get away with a lot of holding penalties, too. It's just not noticeable when, at halftime, you allow the Steelers to rally 21 points and tie the game up going into the locker room. I understand that aspect. But think about this. If, If people want to talk about how it's scripted and rigged and they want games to be close, well, if I... If I... But remember correctly, there was a roughing the punter penalty with the last few seconds left that gave the Chiefs an automatic first down. All they had to do was just knee on the ball and uh, wrap the game up. Uh, instead, uh, there could have been an opportunity for the Steelers to have that miracle play in the end, but obviously not the case. And the Chiefs walk away with a big win on the road, 42-37, to a big win For the Kansas City Chiefs. And like I said, road games, back-to-back, I'll take it for sure. Now, I'll say this about the defense because it wasn't pretty for them in this game. Big Ben, 39 of 60 for 452 yards and three touchdowns. So far through week one, at least in the early games, he leads all quarterbacks in passing yards. Which, by the way, Patrick Mahomes leads the league in passing touchdowns so far this week. Uh, I'll I'll take the, the touchdowns over the yards for sure. Uh, But still, the yards should not be ignored one bit. Uh, Those are definitely concerning. Uh, Let me say this about the defense. First of all, that 21-0 start. uh, Let me back up a little further, actually. The defense forced a 3-and-out to start the game. If that sounds familiar, it should be because last week against the Chargers, the Chargers started off with the football, the Chiefs kicked it off, and Phillip Rivers and the Chargers offense could not get anything going, and they had a three-and-out to start the game. And through six plays, uh, it, there was another three-and-out in the, in the second series for the uh, Steelers. And in those two series, six plays, they had negative five yards of total offense in that game. Now, obviously, they made up for that quite a lot. But the reason I'm bringing up that defense, and I'm trying to explain why they were a big reason for this win, the Steelers were one possession away from 
winning this football game. And had it not been for that big start defensively for the, for the Chiefs, limiting the Steelers, holding him to no point on the scoreboard, this would be a different ball game. We'd be having a different discussion on this podcast. And obviously, look, I'll take an ugly win. This was a shootout. A lot of people were anticipating it to be a shootout. If you thought that the Steelers would be held to zero points from start to finish after that 21-0 start, I mean, come on, you, you, you can't think that way. I don't approve of the fact that the Chiefs were complacent in the second quarter, not one bit. But at the end of the day, this defense really did make some plays in the beginning. I said this on the Facebook Live video, and I'm going to say it now again. This game reminded me a lot of the matchup in the playoffs between the Steelers and the Jaguars in the divisional round. The Jaguars completely shut down the Steelers' offense early to start things off. And the Jaguars, if I remember correctly, got off to a 28-7 start in the game. Now, it ended up being a 45-42 final score, but had it not been for that Jaguars' defense early on, the Steelers probably would have scored more points, maybe even 50 points, and could have won that football game. Same thing here. If the Chiefs' defense don't force those three and outs early, if they allowed scores early on, and of course the missed field goal, that definitely helped the the Chiefs in this football game, we'd have a different discussion. We'd be talking about a one-on-one start and Mahomes with a great game going to waste. Something you don't want to have, for sure. And I know people are concerned with this defense in that They think maybe at some point a a great offensive effort could cost the team a game. And those are reasonable concerns for the Chiefs, for sure. You look at the Chiefs' defense, and they did something last week that they did this week, and something that I'm not a big fan of. They played too many defenders far back, especially on those long plays. And they didn't have enough defensive guys up front or near their line of scrimmage. That allowed both Philip Rivers and Ben Roethlisberger to connect on short or medium passes. If you remember last week, Rivers threw a lot to his running backs. And because a lot of defensive players for the Chiefs were in the secondary, defending wide receivers and tight ends, that allowed them to get a lot of yards after the catch. Roethlisberger did something similar in this game where he had a lot of short passes, medium passes, screen passes, because Kansas City's defense was, I don't want to say in prevent defense mode, I know I use that term on social media, but it really did look like that where a lot of players in the secondary would back off, you didn't have a lot of guys up front, maybe one linebacker, uh, you had three down linemen, and the Chiefs didn't have uh, a lot of players to defend those short to medium uh, passes and That allowed the Steelers to get a lot of yards that way. And the Chiefs definitely need to find a way to fix that. And that's something that, that's on Bob Sutton right there, defensive coordinator, who a lot of people are are very critical of in that second quarter, for sure. Here's another thing. The Chiefs didn't put a lot of pressure on Ben Roethlisberger in this football game like I thought they would have. And when they did at times put pressure on Roethlisberger, Roethlisberger made a quick play here and there to escape the pressure and help his offense move the football. And it made made it for a frustrating day for Kansas City's pass rush. Now, eventually, you saw the Chiefs beat up on Big Ben a little bit. Allen Bailey got that sack late in the game. Uh, D. Ford and uh, Tana Pass and Yo, they also got to Roethlisberger at times. Uh, but man, I mean, there were also other occasions where the Chiefs would send the house and blitz an extra player or so. 
And it's like they were just playing flag football with Roethlisberger rather than trying to tackle him. And Roethlisberger dodging uh, a defender here and there to avoid a sack. And the Chiefs, you know, a few tackling problems were, were exposed in this one as well. But here's something the Chiefs did a good job of that I don't think is being mentioned enough. If you remember last week, the Chiefs allowed receivers for the Chargers to slip through for potential long bombs, but they were nullified because of some drop passes from that Steelers receiving court. Now in this game, Roethlisberger did find a couple of guys wide open, but overthrew them. But more so than not, the Chiefs had a pretty good grasp against the Steelers' offense when it came to not allowing the deep passes. And I think that was why you saw so many short passes that were successful for the Steelers because the Chiefs focused more so on being back a bit with their secondary and not allowing those big plays to happen. You look at the offensive stats for the Steelers. I mentioned Roethlisberger, 452 yards. Jesse James, the tight end, five catches for 138 yards and a touchdown. Juju Smith-Schuster, 13 catches, leading both uh, both teams in this one. 121 yards and a touchdown in this game. Antonio Brown, uh, I, I call him Antonio Bryant last week, by the way, and I, and I apologize for that. He had nine catches for 67 yards. A lot of yards. Went around for that Steelers and for the uh, Chargers offenses. You look at the Chiefs defense. They've allowed 1,016 yards and 65 points in two games. If you told me before the season that the Chiefs would allow 1,016 yards and 65 points in two road games to start off the season, I would say, man, I really hope Patrick Mahomes has 10 touchdown passes and some sort of record-breaking performance to start things off because if he does not do that, this Chiefs team is probably going to start the season 0-2. Fortunately, not the case. And we'll get into Mahomes shortly, but man, how much of a difference will Eric Berry make? That's a reasonable question there because... A lot of people say his presence, because of what he's gone through with, with, with his battle with Hodgkin's lymphoma and just the type of leader he is, maybe people around the team will rally around him and do better. And I don't know if that's exactly going to happen. I think Eric Berry can make a few differences. I, I think maybe the Chiefs would have fewer than 1,000 yards and maybe fewer than 60 points. Not a lot, but hey, every bit counts in the NFL, right? It, it has to. So I know Eric Berry can make that kind of a difference coming in. Maybe a little bit more. I don't know. I I, I don't want to dwell on this too much because this is obviously an unrealistic conversation that, that, that we will never know the answer to because it's it never happened and never will. I don't know what kind of a difference Eric Berry will make, to be exact. I know he'll make some some part of an impact. I just don't know how much of a difference it'll be for the Chiefs. And I think defensively speaking, and I know I'll I'll throw in the offense as well, there is a conservative thought process with this team. And that is not good. That is going to hurt the Chiefs again. We we saw it in a couple of playoff games against the Colts and the Titans. Uh, We also saw it 14 months or 13 months prior to that playoff loss against the Titans against the same team, the Titans. People don't realize this. The regular season game in 2016 and the postseason game last season, the Chiefs played the Titans in those two games, and they had 14 nothing leads in both of those games. 
And the Titans came back and they defeated the Chiefs both times. The Colts came back in that crazy game and defeated the Chiefs. The Chiefs didn't do a whole lot offensively against the Steelers in that playoff game. And when they did, they had more touchdowns than the Steelers, but the Steelers still were more victorious. So you have all of these issues that the Chiefs have dealt with. And I'll even throw Week 17 last year. The Chiefs take Patrick Mahomes out. They put in Tyler Bright. Tyler Bright fumbles and the Broncos scoop it up to tie the game. Andy Reid got too complacent there. And he put Patrick Mahomes back out there because Tyler Bray was going to cost him the game. Not that the game was going to have any relevance on your postseason seeding. The Chiefs had a four seed locked up going in. But you still want to win your games. Obviously, we know Mahomes, he did his thing in that Week 17 game. But my point here is, and even when the Chiefs were at the one-yard line at one point, the play that resulted in a a safety for the Steelers, I was shocked that Mahomes was throwing the ball on first down because he missed Tyreek Hill, I believe, barely wide open. And on the second play, when you have all of these weapons around around your offense and you have a guy who has had six touchdown passes on the day, you decide to run the ball at the one yard line. I get that's the regular thought process for for all 32 NFL offenses, but when you're having the game you have with your QB, air it out. Patrick Mahomes almost had a 99-yard touchdown pass to Tyreek Hill there. And defensively speaking, you need to be able to play well for four quarters. And we didn't see that from the Chiefs in this game. They played three good quarters but damn, uh, I mean, that that one quarter right there really almost made the difference in a different result. Momentum completely shifted at halftime, but the Chiefs took it back in the second half. Not the prettiest start for the defense, but I will say this. And I know the offense deserves a lot of credit for this start. But the Chiefs have yet to play a game any moment of a game while trailing. That is very important. In the two games, in the 120 minutes the Chiefs have been playing, they don't have a single second where they are playing from behind. At the very worst, it's been a scoreless tie, obviously tied, or it was at halftime when the Chiefs tied with the Steelers and the Steelers tied it again later on in the game. So you've never played from behind. 80 points on the scoreboard. And no, 65 points, not pretty at all. But thankfully, those 80 points have really helped the Chiefs create a bit of a difference on the scoreboard. Two games, 2-0 on the road to start things off. And a big reason for that, well, let's just get into it because I know this is something you guys have been waiting for. Patrick Mahomes. What a game. I mean, if you thought last week was a great game, him earning Offensive Player of the Week honors, this one was completely different. Travis Kelsey, seven catches. He showed up in this game. 109 yards, a pair of touchdowns in the end zone. Sammy Watkins also had a better game this week. Six receptions, 100 yards, no touchdowns, but he also had a carry that ran for 31 yards. Tyreek Hill. Five catches, 90 yards, all of them in the second half. Also a touchdown to go with his day. 299 yards 
from Travis Kelsey, Sammy Watkins, and Tyree Kill combined. And if you want to look at uh, Patrick Mahomes and how much he's spread the ball out so far, last week not so much, but in the end zone, he's at least spread the ball out. Last week he had two touchdown passes to Tyree Kill, as well as a touchdown pass to DeAnthony Thomas and to Anthony Sherman. For the season, Tyree Kill has caught three passes from Mahomes. Kelsey's caught two. Anthony Sherman caught a pass. Chris Conley caught a pass. Dat has a pass from Mahomes in the end zone. Demarcus Robinson caught a pass. Uh, Originally not a touchdown, but was overturned. Kareem Hunt got a touchdown pass from Patrick Mahomes. The only key player who who has not caught a pass from Mahomes in the end zone is Sammy Watkins. And his time will for sure come. Uh, It's just hard to spread the ball out that much. But Mahomes has been able to do that. Ten touchdown passes... Seven different players. I'm going to repeat that one more time. Ten touchdown passes in the first two games to seven different players. I said this before the season. Yes, you've got pro bowlers at running back, at tight end, at wide receiver. But you've also got a lot of key players who can contribute. Chris Conley and Demarcus Robinson, they're good receivers. They can make plays. DeAnthony Thomas... He can do a lot of damage with his feet. And we saw it on special teams as well early on. The start the Chiefs had in this game, very close to last week, when you had the three and outs and a great punt return to start things off. One went back for a touchdown, the other went back all the way to inside the 10. Mahomes last week against the Chargers, 15 of 27, 256 yards, 9.5 yards per pass. Four touchdown passes, was sacked once, and had a rating of 127.5 in this game against the Steelers, 22 of 28, 326 yards, 11.6 yards per pass. Six touchdown passes in a game. That is a franchise record, uh, tying Len Dawson for most touchdown passes in a single game. Was sacked once, once again, had a passer rating of 154.8. For the season, 582 yards, 10 touchdowns, no turnovers. This guy's just playing a hell of a season so far. Mahomes set an NFL record with 10 touchdown passes in the first two games of a season. There were three others tied with the record. Peyton Manning had nine touchdown passes in 2013, his first season with the Broncos. Drew Brees had nine touchdown passes in the first two games in 2009 with the Saints. And if you remember this guy, you're you're, you're probably really old. Uh, Cardinals quarterback Charlie Johnson had nine touchdown passes in the first two games of the NFL season in 1965. And by the way, you look at the... Um, the tying record uh, for uh, for the franchise, most touchdown passes in a game. I mentioned Len Dawson uh, has that record, and now he's tied with Mahomes. Dawson uh, did that against the Denver Broncos on November the 1st in 1964. So uh, we're looking back, back at the 60s quite a lot comparing Patrick Mahomes. And you look at the comparisons. He obviously is beating out Drew Brees and Peyton Manning, two future Hall of Famers. For most touchdown passes in the first two games, he was compared to Brett Favre coming out of Texas Tech. I mentioned last week, Pro Football Focus rated him the fourth best quarterback in the NFL, one spot ahead of Tom Brady. 
You think of these, I mean, this is a 22-year-old youngest quarterback to start a game for the Kansas City Chiefs. And he's putting up these kinds of numbers and he's been compared to these kinds of guys record-wise, rating-wise. He's surrounded by these players, Manning, Breeze, uh, Charlie Johnson, Len Dawson, Brett Favre, Tom Brady. This guy's only 22, man. And he's putting up big numbers on the scoreboard. And by the way, I mentioned earlier the comparison and the criticism that Andy Reid got for passing up on Deshaun Watson. Well, how about a guy who has taken eight spots before? Look at Mitchell Tubrisky. He's played 13 career games and has seven career touchdown passes. 13 games, seven touchdown passes. Mahomes threw six touchdown passes in one game and threw two career games. Mahomes already has more touchdown passes than Mitchell Trubisky. This is one hell of a start. The start I thought Mahomes would have, I thought Mahomes would have anywhere. I I, I thought, look, look at Trubisky's uh, first 13 games. All of them being last year, he had seven touchdown passes and seven picks last year. I thought Mahomes would have a similar stat line, maybe fewer interceptions in the first four games of the season. Boy, was I wrong about that. And the Steelers' defense, definitely better than what the Chargers displayed last week without Bosa and Legit. And still, Mahomes found a way to gash through both defenses. Ten touchdown passes in the first two games, unheard of, never been done in NFL history, and the first quarterback to ever do that, Patrick Mahomes, ladies and gentlemen. This is the quarterback that Chiefs fans have been patiently waiting for for a very, very long time. This is the quarterback that Chiefs fans have been asking for when wanting to see the Chiefs draft a quarterback in the first round for years, and this is what they got. Patrick Mahomes over Deshaun Watson, and Watson's not having a very good season to start off. He's not. And I picked the, the 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 Texans to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl. And I don't know if that's going to happen this year. Don't think that's going to happen. Maybe the Chiefs have a better shot at that. No, I know that's long ways away right now. But man, with everything that's happening right now, the chances of the Chiefs being that team to represent the AFC, it's going up. And I'm excited to see what the Chiefs can do in some bigger matchups when they face the Raiders, the Broncos. I know... They may not be anticipated to do well this year, but those are still divisional games that you're gonna you're gonna have, and you need to find a way to win those games. You play the Broncos on Monday Night Football in a couple of weeks. You've got the Jaguars at home in Week Five. Their defense has gotten off to an amazing start. You play the Patriots in Week Six on the road at Sunday Night Football. I'm pretty much just giving you the, the next couple of games week by week, with the exception of the home opener next week. Uh, Listen, I'll even throw Cleveland in there. They've been very competitive in their games against the Steelers and the Saints. They're not going 0-16 this year. They're going to win a couple of games. I don't know exactly how many, but they're going to be a very competitive football team. They may not win a lot of games, but that team's going to be hard to beat in their games. By the way, the Rams are having a hell of a start to the season. And, man, I really hope that Rams defense and this Chiefs offense, excuse me, uh, I should probably wash off my uh, mouth with uh, with some soap there. I almost said the Chargers offense, but the Chiefs offense. I'm excited for that matchup against the Rams. I hate that it's in mid-November because injuries will occur. But man, I, I I really hope, knock on wood, I hope the, the Rams defense and the Chiefs offense will be healthy. 
going into week 11. Because that head-to-head matchup is going to be an exciting one to watch. Got some really good football teams on the schedule here. And the Chiefs can compete with all of them. Now, are they going to go 16-0? That's very unlikely. They're going to drop. Listen, the Chiefs are off to a great start, but they're going to lose to a good team here and there. They're going to lose a game that they probably should should not have lost. It's going to happen. It happens to all 32 teams. But at the end of the day, the two games the Chiefs have played hasn't always been a, hasn't always been pretty. There have been a lot of ugly moments. But I'll take an ugly 2-0 start without a home game to start the season and the the type of season Patrick Mahomes is having a record-breaking start to the season boy is it good and you look at everything you have around you on this offense all of the weapons now in this game Hill Watkins and Kelsey all play great all combined combined for 299 yards each of them had 90 or more receiving yards but there will be a game or two where One or maybe two of them will be quiet, but there are still other guys on this offense who will step up. Patrick Mahomes talked about that after the game. There'll be game games where we come in and teams try to take away one or two guys, and that that's the, the good thing about this team is no one really cares about who's getting getting the shine. I guess you would say everybody just wants to win, and so if, if a, a game comes in, they're trying to take away Tyreek, Kelsey, and Conley, and uh, Sammy. All those guys will, will take off, and if, if vice versa with everybody through, we'll try we'll spread the, the ball around and whoever's open. And with all those weapons around you, 10 touchdown passes to start off the season. Sammy Watkins yet to get a touchdown pass, or a touchdown reception, I should say. But he'll eventually get there, like I said earlier. And it's just crazy to think that with this offense, with everything you've got around you, and the the rushing game hasn't necessarily got going yet. We haven't, I haven't even mentioned, I don't know if I've mentioned Kareem Hunt's name, other than him grabbing a touchdown pass from from uh, Mahomes in this game. But he's been kind of quiet to start off the season, but... It hasn't been noticed too much because of the dominance of Mahomes. And the Chiefs have been a pass-first uh, offense. Even when they're close th- to, to the end zone, they would rather pass. We have not seen a rushing touchdown yet from this Chiefs offense. And I think that's part of the reason why you're not seeing so many big numbers from uh, from Hunt compared to last year when he had that great start. But he'll get going at some point. But here's Mahomes talking about that those 10 touchdowns with everyone he's got to work with. You never expected to have 10 touchdowns at this point in the season, but I knew with this offense and the weapons that we had and the scheme coach reads drawing up uh, that we had a chance to be really, really good and that the uh, possibilities are, uh, I mean, they're endless. I mean, we could really come out every single week and do and score points. It's all about me uh, getting the ball into those playmakers' hands, and you saw it today. They're breaking tackles and scoring points. Man, I, I, what do you say about that? This is a team... That's firing on all cylinders in the, in the passing game. And I mentioned in the offseason, how are opposing offensive or defensive coordinators going to stop this? So far, they haven't. At some point, Mahomes will have a, a quiet game. But hopefully, the running game can, can pick that up as a substitute. We'll see. Maybe defense special teams can come through if Mahomes has a bad game. Hopefully they'll pick him up. Similar to how Mahomes has been picking up the defense. Uh, We'll see how that goes later on. But here's the biggest stat for me that is really helping the Chiefs out. And I think this is something that definitely needs to be noted here. The red zone offense for the Chiefs last year, 29th in the NFL, 45% success rate. So far this year... A grand total 
of a 100% success rate. Six of six in red zone opportunities for the Chiefs. Punching it in every single time. And I think that quarterback switch is is a big part of it. Listen, Alex Smith did a lot of great things in Kansas City. But there were a lot of limitations with him. And I think everyone knew that. With Mahomes, you've shattered those limitations and you're going beyond that. You're seeing that with the with the stats that he's putting up. This is what the Chiefs were what Chiefs fans, as well as the franchise, this is what everyone was hoping for when Mahomes got drafted. And you're seeing him put up these big numbers. Now, areas where the Chiefs need to improve, improve in. First down, let me just go back to actually one step. Time of possession. You look at halftime. Pittsburgh had 17 minutes and 54 seconds of time of possession. The Chiefs, a little over 12 minutes. And you look at the final time of possession. 32 minutes, 11 seconds for the Steelers. 27 minutes and 49 seconds for the Chiefs. A little bit better in that area. And I think if you get the running game going, that stat will change. And I think this stat will change as well. At halftime, Pittsburgh had 20 first downs. The Chiefs had only 8. At halftime, the Steelers had 33. The Chiefs, 24. Uh, Obviously, the Chiefs with a much bigger improvement in that area compared to the Steelers. But I think at the end of the day, you know what the problems are. And I think this offense is going to need to help the defense. And I think by trying to own time of possession, something the Chiefs have lost a battle in both games, that has hurt the Chiefs' defense. And I'm not making excuses saying that, you know, time of possession is hurting the Chiefs' defense. The Chiefs' defense needs to find ways to improve on their own as well. But I think for starters, if you get this running game going, I think it'll help the Chiefs' defense a little bit. Now, I know if you get that defense going, you don't get this successful air attack. But as Mahomes mentioned in one of the audio clips I played, no one wants to own the throne the entire time. We can spread the the love, and the success all across the board on offense. Maybe there's a game where Mahomes has two touchdowns and Hunt has two touchdowns. You have, and you have butt kicker go out there, get a couple of field goals for you. And you'll have some of those guys, you'll have everyone come out there and contribute for you. That's what you have in this Chiefs offense. And on special teams, you've got playmakers as well who can score. Butker did a great job of that last year. Tyreek Hill and DeAnthony Thomas are doing crazy things on special teams. You've got everyone across the board. And hopefully this defense can pick pick it up, start limiting offenses, and even come away with some defensive scores of their own. Because that would really go a long way and even take some pressure off Mahomes. Because right now there is pressure on Mahomes to continue to play at a high level. But if Mahomes can have maybe a quieter game, two or three touchdowns, and your ground game gets going, your special teams unit can make a play here and there, and your defense can can come away with a score or two at some point, it really does help Patrick Mahomes, and that'll go a long way for this football team. There are a lot of things the Chiefs need to improve on, but there are more things that there are to be excited about getting ready for that home opener and we will talk about that game against the 49ers on Thursday's episode of the Chiefs Zone Podcast. 2-0 to start the season and a record-breaking start from your new quarterback Patrick Mahomes. The best quarterback in the NFL right now and to say that your favorite football team has the best player at the quarterback position you'll take that. You'll definitely take that and that is no accident as to why the Chiefs are 2-0. I trust Andy Reid and this Chiefs coaching staff 
I know a lot of people don't, but I do, that they'll work on some of these defensive woes and improve on that as the season goes on. And maybe they can start with that at home when they play the 49ers. Facebook.com slash Farzine Vesugian. That is my Facebook page. Thank you all once again for joining me for the Facebook Live videos at halftime and postgame. We'll do it again this week against the 49ers. So join me for that. And give my page a like and join me in on all of the discussions during the week. Also follow me on Twitter at Farzine21. Email me as well, Farzine at FarzineVesugian.com. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and Google Play. Hit the share button. Share the post, retweet, share the links for the podcasts. Always helps the podcast out greatly and much appreciated when you guys do that. Spread the word about the Chiefs Zone Podcast to all of your friends. Chiefs fans or not, everyone's welcome in, for sure. Next episode on the Chiefs Zone, of course, we will break down the game between the Chiefs and the 49ers. Also, in the closing segments, we'll talk about one NFL player who retired at halftime. Another game ended in a tie and... One NFL team that I doubted before the season, they are for real. And there's one quarterback out there who is making strides that I thought would not make strides. We're going to talk about all of that on Thursday's episode. Enjoy the rest of your week. Talk to you then.